Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've taken the time to download the Super Talk Mississippi app, we are streaming live from there as well. You can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can even see Rhino and I over at supertalktv.com. And Rhino, I just noticed a little red peeking out of your shirt today. You chose a red undershirt, and the only reason why I am bringing that up is you are the now fifth person in this building, including myself, that all woke up and said, let's wear red today. As if it's some national day, which I don't think it is, it would be what you call a coincidence. Yeah, you? it was just sitting on the pile of clean t-shirts that hadn't been folded yet and put in the drawer. It's you, it's me, it's Perez, who hosts the Gallo Show, Scary Gary, and then our good friend Alex. All of us are sporting <laughs> red tops, undershirts, or something today. So uh, that begs me to ask, if you're wearing red, let us know. 601-879-4395. I don't know what we'll celebrate, but we'll do it together that we all got up and said, you know what? Today is a red shirt kind of day. It is interesting when you kind of have those coincidences that happen that you really, like, nobody coordinated. It was just by happenstance that it all showed up that way. And then there's those times where you get people who, or you see the videos, particularly wives, who lay out their husband's wardrobes. I know of one video that's coming to mind. And they all knew they had the same shirt, and so they were going out to eat. And so every guy, and they video it as they're walking in, has on the same basically shirt or outfit and they get really chuckled because they don't realize their wives were sort of behind it but in real talk that totally could happen i mean oh, yeah. i mean at one point guys had less options to shop anyway and so back in the day you had like the gaps and the whatevers and you know had this everyone ended up with the same christmas sweater the same whatever sort of style that way so anyway just made me made me chuckle looks like we worked hard today to coordinate for super talk uh, tv which which we didn't but it works it looks good we're looking good buddy all right you know what else is looking good the best meal of the day or the most important meal of the day would be what breakfast brekkie Breakfast, right? You hear that all the time. It's the most important meal of the day. Whether you eat it or not, it's completely up to you. But if you do enjoy breakfast, then you would like to know about the nine breakfast best breakfast places in Mississippi. If you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group, you may have seen that I posted a link there. The best things in MS.com did a list of nine of the best breakfast places in Mississippi. And I thought, huh, this is something that we all also 
kind of enjoy, less likely to get out and actually go to your local restaurant for for breakfast. And usually if you do, it's for a special occasion. Maybe it's more of like a brunch style or you're just doing it on the weekends. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe you have a work schedule that allows you to stop somewhere local for the best sausage biscuit or whatever it may be in well, town. Well, I mean, growing up in Tupelo, there was always the meeting of the Order of the Silver that's Hair <laughs> at the Hardee's. It's at the Hardee's, which isn't necessarily – I mean, that's still a local a local restaurant for some, for sure. But there are, you know, like local grocery stores that will have breakfast buffets or, or, you know. So I want to know your best breakfast spots. 601-279-4395. Two thumbs up if you're wearing red and you have a favorite uh, breakfast spot to sort of share us. But if you're looking through the list, some of these just sound awesome. You have Big Bad Breakfast in Oxford, which, I mean, I think the name, this says it in the name. I think they do a big, great, and you swear bad, sort of breakfast Oxford is ensemble. a very brunchy town. Is it? Cause, it, well, it feels you very sleep, brunchy. If you sleep late after a ball game, you get up and go have a little, a little, uh, little brunch, a little mimosa, a little Bloody Mary to get you started your day. Mike and McGee says Zips Restaurant in McGee. What are you ordering from Zips, Mike? What do you order, Rhino, when you go out for breakfast? It's one thing to like, what are you going to make at home? But it's different like if you're going out for breakfast. What it are you depends expecting? on what kind of breakfast place you're going to. I mean, if you're going to uh, a home-style breakfast, like say at a Cracker Barrel, where you're getting basically the same thing you would have fixed at home just maybe in bigger portions and it's made by somebody else cracker barrel for example i'll probably get something crazy like the uncle herschel's where it's just so much food but if it's one of the swankier breakfast places like the brunch kind of place are you really going to make eggs benedict at the house no why not order it there why not have somebody else try it out or like crepes, right? Or something you're probably not going to do. A Nutella crepe with strawberries. It's like I'm not making that, but I'll order it. I can't remember where we were at, and it was a crawfish omelet. It had like the crawfish and a little bit of the sauce, like sort of in it or whatever, mixed into the omelet. And I think it was on, um, I think it was at Salute's uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. To be honest, uh, Chef Rob Stinson's one of his, and um, it was amazing. Would I ever make that at home? No. Not at all. No way, no how. Shane and Tupelo said, Schlocksky's shock. Shockley's. <laughs> You're making me sad, Shane. Shockley's closed down. Stop. But they had the best chocolate chip pancakes you ever put in your mouth. You know, that's actually an art to make. Like, pancakes, you can make those at home a dime a dozen. We've, we've been down that road here on Good Things. But when you start adding things in... It's not as easy as you would think. You got to make the batter thick enough to hold what you're putting in it, but, but then not cook too it long thick. enough yeah. that it cooks, you know, totally through, and you still are able to to flip it. If not, you get. And I'm thinking of Waffle House has the has some really easy, not easy, but good um, chocolate chip waffles. They make it look easy, is what I'm trying to get at. And it's where it's still like you look at it as just a passerbyer, and you go, "Oh, you got chocolate chips in your waffle," versus well, why is your waffle brown? Because it just spreads and melts. And I think it also has something probably to do with the actual chocolate chips that get put in there. You're not just your normal sort of chocolate, whatever. Same thing with blueberries and um, muffins. If you make homemade blueberry muffins, which are delicious, highly recommend, they have to be, I think, is it chilled? Like Yeah, you almost have to have them frozen. You almost have to have them frozen or they mush. 
And if you've ever made your first batch, like say your mama made them and you love them or your grandma, granny did, and then you try it and you go, well, I don't get it. What happened? Well, there was probably a trick to it to keep the blueberry a blueberry and not become a blueberry mush. A pocket of blue mush. A in pocket the muffin. of blue mush. Larry and Jackson, the good breakfast places don't open early enough to eat on my way to work. That is true. That's why if you do stop in, like, I know uh, Ramey's local grocery, at least in our area, has a phenomenal um, breakfast buffet that you can just sort of go in and run down. And you see all the workers out there. A lot of the gas stations, you know, you think about Stafford Sheridan, who does his gas station reviews. Next time we have him, I'll have to ask him about breakfast. A lot of your gas station stops will have, like, the sausage biscuits or the uh, chicken and biscuits, that easy kind of go, the... um, Oh, it's the corn dog, but it's got the sausage. Yeah, sausage the, wrapped in a pancake. It's sausage wrapped in a pancake thingy, majiggy. Now I don't know how much of that's like made with love in the back, but it's there and it's it's hot for you to do. Hammy says for brunch. I'm not sure where Hammy for brunch. Lisa and Clara, quick way, ha, ah, quick way in Rainsbury. Took it out of my mouth. Opens at four thirty on all those for all of those early. To work. We already mentioned Hardee's, but they're they're probably the best fast food breakfast. I know some people like their McGriddles from Mickey D's or the croissant which you get at Burger King. But if I had to, if I had my druthers, fast food breakfast is always Hardee's. Yes, and they get up there pretty early in the morning to start making those biscuits. Correct. And when we visit family in Clark County in Quitman, they have a Hardee's right there in, Quip, in the town of Quitman, not the county Quitman. And that's what my girl wants. And she wants the biscuit and gravy. And then the little, they have the, I guess you call them hash brown coins? Like that? that yeah, I that's I call the hash that. browns. The, the, little, the little hash brown thingies. You know who has a surprising twist is the Wendy's. If you haven't tried their new breakfast, they have the like mini law like wedge the wedge french like a steak fry but not seasoned differently jojo's is that what they're called it's what i always called them jojo's jojo's like so that's normal wendy's didn't create that not that i'm aware of but it throws me off because it's not wendy's french fries it's complete and it's not a hash brown it's a another way to serve potatoes seasoned hunk of fried potato yes do you normally eat JoJo's for breakfast? No, that's usually not a breakfast thing. So they chose that for breakfast. Wendy's is a little out there with their breakfast stuff. They I got agree. A, a big push for marketing on it, but I could eat a whole. Like I said, go to Cracker Barrel, get the Uncle Herschel's big breakfast. There's something about ordering something called a baconator for breakfast that just you feel like you're doing something wrong. Potato wedges. Well, that would have been an easy word to think of. But yes, that's what I was trying to come up with. Dudes in Brookhaven, too, for a good breakfast, as well as Mary Lou's in Louisville. If you got a good breakfast spot, let us know, 601-879-4395. But we're going to push pause on that and talk about what's going on on Main Street coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the magnolia state so today we are highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend it is brought to you by the mississippi main street association and don't you forget you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events in your area and it's another week filled with good things and this coming weekend the coast is going to have two great events one being the annual peter anderson festival it's taking place in downtown ocean springs saturday and sunday and miss cynthia from main street ocean springs is joining us to share a little bit more hey cynthia Hey there. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for this weekend's festival in our Ocean Springs Main Street District. And aren't you calling us from the actual festival grounds out there already working to tag booths and get ready? You are so right. You guys caught me literally still marking the streets and getting everything set up for this weekend. All right. So what's coming up this weekend? Because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of fun and lots of things to look at. What is the Peter Anderson Festival all about? Oh, well, this is our 44th year presented by Blue Moon. So we're going to have almost 400 artists, crafters, and food vendors from all over the United States, as far as way, uh, way as New York, Florida, and as far away as Utah. So we're going to have artists and crafters from all over the United States set up in our downtown area. We're going to have live music spread throughout. We're actually even going to have... Um, uh, voice, uh, performer, um, musician with us here from the show that's currently competing on The Voice. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff this weekend. Would that be Peyton Aldridge? It sure is. <laughs> He's a good friend of ours here on Good Things there from, uh, yeah, from the Delta. He's going to bring a, a good spice to, to what you guys are doing there at Ocean Springs. Now, I see where maybe nearly 150,000 visitors will be headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for this. This is no tiny event, Cynthia. It isn't. We are expecting 150,000 people over the two days. And I know people think that's a lot in a small area of 18,000 people, a community that only has 18,000 people in it. But we have done economic impact studies. And through those two days, the last few years, we, we, we expect that crowd again this year. And it's going to be beautiful weather for the most part. It's going to be beautiful weather. So, I mean, with 400 artists from all over the United States that you can only see once a year, why wouldn't everybody come? <laughs> so this is an opportunity to buy, what, paintings, buy, um, I guess, sculptures, art, I mean, or jewelry. Like, what all can we come down with our wallets ready to purchase or just to look and see? Oh, my gosh, everything. Paintings, pottery, um, uh, jewelry. We're going to have fiber. We're going to have homemade quilt, beautiful blankets. We're going to have sculpture art, anything for your home, your house. Your friends, your family, and we have it here. We have packaged food. We have um, a really cool person called the um, Trophy Wife's Husband who freeze-dries food, and you can buy cool things frozen that you can use, give away as Christmas gifts and things like that. So there are so many things that you can buy here. You name it for your home, clothing, all of that is going to be here this weekend. All right, Cynthia, <laughs> if we want to head to the uh, Gulf Coast for this coming up Ocean Springs Saturday and Sunday, where is it set up? Do we just show up in town and we'll see it? 
Oh, yes, mostly. Mostly, yes, you will see it. It is located in downtown. I kind of like to give our historic depot as kind of the landmark, 1000 Washington Avenue. We will take over downtown Ocean Springs, Washington Avenue, Government Street, our heart of downtown, our main street in downtown is the location. And we want everyone to know there's going to be a lot of people coming. So use our park and ride locations with Coast Transit Authority and the Washington. We have all that listed on our website to get people here easily as possible. And what's that website, Cynthia? It is www.peterandersonfestival.com. And we have everything, how to get here from the interstate, um, how to get to the park and ride, and, you know, what vendors are here. (laughs) All righty. Well, I'll let you get back to work, Cynthia. I appreciate your time here on Good Things, and best of luck this weekend. Thanks so much. We hope to see you all out there. All righty. Well, you got some fall festivals. That's one that's wrapping up. But now what's up next is holiday open houses in Mississippi's downtowns are officially kicking off. You can jumpstart your holiday shopping in Aberdeen, Columbus, Ripley, Starkville, and even Corinth this weekend. So joining us to tell us a little bit more about the open house in Corinth is Miss Angela with Main Street Corinth. Hey, Angela. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. So this is going to be a big day for all of the shops on Main Street and the merchants there gearing up for getting, you know, preseason holiday shopping done. So what's coming up uh, this weekend in Corinth? This weekend, we will kick off Thursday night with our preview night. Not all the stores are open, but most of them will be from 5 to 7, and they will be um, decked out for everyone to come and see all the new um, merchandise for the season. Then on Saturday morning, we kick off the official open house day, and we will have um, carriage rides. We will have carolers. We'll have hot chocolate stations. We will have Santa Claus walking around both sections in downtown, and uh, it will just be a great day for everybody to come out and see what all the merchants have to offer. This is, to me, sounds uh, a good opportunity, Angela, to shop local first, right? We all have our list of things and people we need to shop for. Why not come out to these open houses? Most will have some kind of sales or specials going on, correct? They will. Yeah. They sure will. And, and yeah. shopping local means more now than it ever has before. And I just encourage everybody to support our boutiques in the downtown because, you know, to me, the heartbeat of is downtown in, in any city. And so we have such special shops, boutiques, jewelry stores, antique shops. And, um, you know, you got somebody on your list that needs a little bit of everything. That's so true. You've got from teachers to uh, goodies that you need to give for friends and all those special people. They t- And then it has the story, right? It connects back to wherever you had bought it, and that makes it a little bit more special, special and memorable for sure. So give us a little sneak peek of downtown Corinth. If we haven't driven by or driven in in a while, but we want to come for the specials in the open house, where would we park? Or, you know, how does how is downtown sort of set up? Is it a block? Or give us a little background. No, our downtown is quite large, and it's two sections divided by the railroad track. One section is uh, on the southern side of Tall Soco, and then the other we call Uptown Corinth. There are several parking lots around town, and um, parking is tight at times, but the parking lots will be open, and we just encourage you to park in the parking lots off of Fillmore Street and then walk downtown. Um, the carriage ride, we will have two this year, so they will be in two locations at the corner of 415 and Fillmore. And in the SoCo district, it's where we will have the hot chocolate stations and Santa Claus will be first. So we are the crossroads, as you know, and so uh, we have the depot and the tourism office 
that are down in the SoCo district, and um, the train is there, the little caboose for people to see, and it's just, we have walking tours. It's just a great time to come and check out everything downtown. Well, I love it, and I think it's going to be a good time. So is there anywhere we can go to maybe see what merchants will be open or just find more information? Uh-huh. You can go to our Facebook page, Main Street. Um, Corinth, and they have all the information is there. And also visit Corinth. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Angela. I hope you'll have, well, not chilly weather, but not hot weather and not rainy weather for your open house this, this weekend. Uh, we're good- crossing our fingers. Thank uh, you. See, for all you people who don't want to see Santa yet, you want to see him whenever there's a sale going on downtown. And so many of our communities are going to have live music this weekend. They're going to have door prizes, food samplings, hot chocolates. Go ahead and get those photos with Santa out of the way. As I mentioned, I think it's, let me see, all the different ones that are going to be having the uh, open house. It's a slew of them, everywhere from from Ripley to... um, Corinth and more. They're going to Starkville. I knew I had a list. Aberdeen, <laughs> Columbus, Ripley, Starkville, and Corinth. They're all having, you guys are all having your downtown open house tonight. Not tonight, but this weekend. So seriously, when you think about that laundry list of people that you need to get happies for or check off your list for early to do for Christmas shopping, I know some of you are rolling your eyes that you're already thinking about Christmas, but go ahead and get it out of out of your way. And even if you want to push it off until maybe later into December. Think about your downtowns and your main streets first before you go to other places to put your cash. It really does make a difference when you shop local or think uh, Mississippi main streets first when you get those special gifts. The coolest part, Rhino, is most of the time when you go into your favorite little main street merchant or shop and you buy the perfect bracelet or little, you know, um, pajamas or toy or, you know, food item. They gift wrap it for you, and it's on them, and then it's done, and then we're gone. One of my favorites is when we end up in Cleveland for 50 Nights of Lights, which I'm sure we'll do at some point coming up um, in this holiday season. I hit their main street, too, and get little gifts for the girls, and they always have the best little gift wrapping. And so under the tree, you also know, like, that came from there, and that came from there, and that came from there. So much good stuff going on. All right, go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar if you ever want to know about an event happening in your area or if you're traveling somewhere and want to stop in and see what's going on, you can find it there. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. There 
are several ways that you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We are streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app as well as from your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Now, Middays with Gerard Gibbert and Sports Talk Mississippi are going to be in downtown Starkville coming up on Friday. They've got a lot of events and open houses, too, coming up this weekend. They'll be talking about everything Starkville in Mississippi's college town. So that's going to be a good time and a lot of good things going on there. And then AARP during National Family Caregivers Month is going wants you to visit aarp.org slash ms or the AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find info and resources to help you and your caregiving journey. And two, if you are over on the Good Things Facebook group, you'll see I shared a few good stories here lately. One, if we're keeping in sort of the Christmas spirit, okay, I'll only do it every now and then until I guess after Thanksgiving. But this is a good one to look forward to. And it's before Thanksgiving. So give me a little bit of a break. But we've got a Mississippian to watch, Beth Hennington. She is the Vanillion, Vanillion. I think it's supposed to be like vanilla, but it's like a villain. She co- she makes cookies. Can I just? <laughs> she I thought makes... vanillin was the chemical that makes vanilla. V a n i l l a n. Yeah, I'm pretty sure vanillin. What I'm thinking of ends in i n. No, that's an a n. Am I saying it wrong? Which is totally possible. I have no idea. You know, the cool part is she's going to get be here on the show before the actual airing. So we will make sure that, we, that she tells us how to say it. But she makes cookies, y'all, and she makes good ones and delicious ones. And she has been noticed by the Food Network. And so you can go ahead and mark your calendars for Sunday, November the 20th, which, gosh, will be here like that at 7 p.m. She is going to battle it out for 10,000 and the title of Christmas Cookie champion that's one thing i think we all do is make cookies most of us at least one one phase of your life you may not do it every christmas season but we all have memories and i feel like they should have not like the best cookie it should be the worst cookie because your kids at home their cookies are ugly but they i mean those are the worst looking snowflakes and (laughs) and snowmen and santa clauses the edible glitter and sprinkles all form this And they're so proud color. of them. Yeah. And then you always have the one kid that has a halfway decent cookie going going on, and then they smish it all together, because why not? Let's just ruin a good thing and put it on it. But they're proud of them, and that's what Santa has to eat. Those decorated ones that look like they're supposed to look, that's not the majority of what Santa sees when he when he comes down for, for Christmas. But... It is. It does take a lot of talent to make those cookies look good, and so I'm sure um, she will represent Mississippi well. And as I mentioned, we will get her in the studio and learn a little bit more. But you can go ahead and put that on your on your calendar. I heard um, Miss Cynthia talk about our friend Peyton Aldridge is going to be in Ocean Springs this upcoming weekend for their event, and sadly. He will be free to take a lot more events coming up. His time on The Voice did come to an end. He made out a um, a public statement that said that this is the time of his life and what a ride. He's very thankful for getting the opportunity. He's met a lot of great people. You know, he got uh, great coaching there by uh, John Legend on The Voice. And he made it to the knockout round. It's where you go back up against someone, but you sing alone instead of singing a song together. And, hey, 
look, it's a competition and they have to whittle it down. And so you have no idea what's going on in the coach's head or how they're sort of playing their chess pieces to maybe get a winner to the end or whatever it may be. But, you know, his time came to an end. And hopefully, though, it gave him the spark he needed, the foot in the door that he needed, you know, to continue doing what he loves, which it seems to be getting on stages all over Mississippi and singing it up and, you know, be entertaining and have a good time. So I'm sure we will be hearing a lot more from Peyton Aldridge as he finds his way through the music industry. Another of our favorite here, though, while we're giving updates on our favorite singers, especially our favorite Good Things guest, you can't sit there without Chapel Heart. And have you seen Miss Danica? She had a little bit of a vocal cord surgery that she had to have. If you've been following along, bless her heart, she's on like day five, I think, of not being able to talk. It's because you have to let your vocal cords yeah, you rest. Gotta, it's kind of like uh, if you got surgery on your leg, you're supposed to stay off of it for a right. while. Well, if you have surgery on your vocal cords, you're not really supposed to do much talking or it can't really heal properly. So she's been doing her best to abide by the doctor's request. And I think she's doing well. You can obviously follow them on all of their you know platforms and see. But that feels like it would be very painful. Like, I don't know, there's a knife in my throat. But what would be more painful is not like you think not talking would be great. I'm sure the people around you would prefer. I know mine. <laughs> Where can we sign her up to get vocal cord surgery? You mean a week of silence or more? That'd be great. But it really wouldn't be. You know how hard that would be to not talk? It's really not all that uncommon, especially for new artists that are starting to see some success. They find out that the way they've they've taught themselves to sing day in and day out on the road touring or doing shows may not be the healthiest for their voice, and a lot of times it's already there's already been damage done by the improper practices like not warming up. Like I remember Peyton on yeah. on Good Things here talked about how before the voice he didn't know about vocal warm ups. He didn't know you're supposed to do that and. If, you, if you're just a sing at church in the pew on Sundays, you're not putting that much stress on your voice to really cause any damage or problems. But if you're out there performing and, and singing your, your heart out day in, day out, every night, sometimes multiple times in a day, it can do damage if you don't do the right things and take care of it in the right ways, and that's what they're correcting with this surgery well hopefully they caught it soon and then she'll be back center stage and they'll be rocking out and doing their things it sounds like that good prognosis she's just having a good time with the frustrations that come with not being able to to communicate in the way that which you would i think it would be really hard i think it'd be harder than you think even though if you'd like a little silence i mean you want to talk to somebody eventually it would be kind of hard but if you want to to see um a Mississippian out singing. I saw where our friend too, Todd Tillman, he's got all kinds of dates out where he's going to be in Mississippi through November and December. So you can check out and see where to catch him um, as well. Remember too, when you go out to those events, because usually when you when you meet a Mississippian musician like Todd Tillman or Peyton or the Girls with Chapel Heart and the list goes on and on that we've had here, they're usually at our local events. And so when you're going out to see them, then you're also supporting the main street, the businesses around, whoever got them there. And so it's a big smorgasbord of, like, goodness. So when you see them coming to your town, especially if it's for one of the upcoming festival thingies, take the time just to take the family 
all of those are good family kind of fun uh, entertainment and support what your city is trying to do with our musicians. Little switch of gears, because I know this is right up your alley. Have you seen the world's largest sushi roll on TikTok? I didn't know how to make the transition. I, I don't have a TikTok. So I don't no. either, but it's all over the Internet. So you think of all the things that people try to make the world's largest of. We've had, we, like I've done it, pizzas, cookies, sandwiches, sandwiches, uh, whatever it may pass. But you make sushi at home. Right? Occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. So I've you got the little mat to roll it up and everything. Right. The, and so this one blows my mind because the idea of eating sushi is by what? Hand. Right. Right. Why don't you get a slice of pizza? But to think about trying to like pick this big mamma jamma up, the Guinness World Record is seven foot, one inch sushi, sushi roll. Sushi. 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 <laughs> sushi. So the circumference Su- is seven feet. Yes. It's big. You want to know how many pounds of rice it took? Uh, I'm going to guess 700 pounds. 2,000. Wow. You want to know how many pounds of salmon? (laughs) How many pounds of salmon? 500. That's a lot of fish. You want to know how many pounds of cucumbers? So they made a salmon roll? Uh, 500 pounds of salmon, uh, 300 pounds of... 500 pounds of cucumbers. That's the wrong ratio. Is it? You need more fish. Well, but how hey, many more fish sushi. need to die for the Guinness World Book Records? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Usually Guinness won't they won't uh, certify it unless they have a plan for using it to feed people. Well, let me get to that. So, how many nori sheets? Oh, man. That's got to be hmm, 700. Thousands. And millions of sesame seeds. Well, yeah. Whoever said, hey, you got to count those millions. <laughs> One, two, three, three many million, millions. millions. <laughs> Just put down millions. I'm not going to sit here and count all these sesame seeds. That's crazy. Seven foot, one inch suit. Su- Why is that hard? Sushi. Sushi. Is there a simpler way of saying it? Not really. Sushi. There's a lot more complicated ways to say it, but that's about the simplest. Sushi. All right. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. We are live over at supertalktv.com. You can also watch us on your Roku devices, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube, as well as if you have C Spire TV, we're on channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which today may have been a perfect weather day. 
it was definitely a good day to get out and enjoy lunch outside or a nice little walk or just, you know, move the meeting. Do like, the, you know, you wish your boss would just be like sometimes the teachers. Let's take this unnecessary meeting outside, right? And get a little fresh air and enjoy the vitamin D and all the, you know, birds singing and chirping and making good business decisions. All the things. Going too far? Maybe not. Hey, if you've got a meeting this afternoon, try it. Hey, boss. Rebecca on Good Things said it would be good for my mental health if we could nix this meeting and all go outside and enjoy the birds singing. I think that'd be a good good thing, right? Probably wouldn't go over well. It's a little bit nicer than saying this meeting could have been an email. (laughs) Oh, that needs to be on a t-shirt somewhere. I'm sure it is. Just to walk into the meeting, just casually sit down, lean into the table. So many of them actually uh, could be. Okay, back to your sushi. Sushi. Now I'm just a little apprehensive with it. Although someone said I could just call it raw fish. But in sushi's defense, it's not all raw. Usually it's it's not raw. Usually it's steamed or cooked to a certain extent. I mean, if you get sashimi, which is slices of raw fish, then yeah, that's usually raw fish. But it's also... Probably the highest quality fish you can get. That's the only way you can really serve it as raw fish. In the process of breaking the world record for the largest sushi roll, I can do it when I'm thinking about it, seven foot, one inch roll in diameter, they also broke the record for the fastest time to fillet a 10 pound fish. Remember, they had 500 pounds of salmon to go into their seven foot tall sushi roll, achieving the feat in one minute, 0.29 seconds to take the record from the famed chef Gordon Ramsay. I was about to say, I think Gordon Ramsay might have had that, and he could probably beat that time. You are trusting your fingers to do something that fast with probably something has to be that sharp, right? Oh, have you never seen Gordon Ramsay completely process a raw chicken blindfolded? No. Oh, yeah. it's. I'm, I've never actually taken apart a chicken like that while it was raw. I've, I've cooked a chicken and then cut it up into pieces <laughs> to eat it. But, but but the way that that he just he did it, I forget what might have been Master Chef or one of those. But he put the chicken there on the counter that he's working on, blindfolded himself, felt the chicken, and then got to cutting, and did it better than I could have done without the blindfold. My daddy has told me the story about when he's always been reluctant to new technologies. He's just he's that he's that person. And a uh, big fisherman back in the day. And so he knows life pre-electric filet and post-electric filet. And if you know where I'm going with it, he really like pushed back. I think mom finally got him one of those new handy-dandy electric filet knives that, <laughs> that now are in every you know household. And when he finally got the hang of it, he was like, man, this is nice. From then having to fillet his fish and do everything by hand. Or I think there was a trick, too. They used to nail him to a tree or something. I don't know. And pull it down. I don't know. The whole thing. Yeah, not my, not my area of expertise. Grab but the gills. Yeah. So anybody who can skin fillet all the things fast to me, I think it's, it's – I'm glad you do it. It's fascinating. So the pair then broke the record for the largest sushi roll in width. And with the final product, as I mentioned, manicured – seven feet one inch and it was donated to a boston homeless shelter here's the thing other things can be cut into smaller pieces like cakes pies pizzas tacos whatever sushi 
kind of needs to like the whole thing needs to go in your mouth for to get the whole experience. Oh no, I mean if you're making a sushi roll, you make the roll and then cut it into the bite-sized pieces. Big circle. You well, have you to just put... get a big knife and you have a whole plate of sushi roll. But some of it's going to be nothing but rice. It's sushi rice. It's good rice. It's 2000 pounds of rice. I'd feel chipped. I mean, you were supposed to go ah, eat the whole <laughs> Not the whole roll. Like the whole, you know, role, but this isn't. I think we are we are not communicating the. It's the not sev- It's not it. like a foot long that you can cut. Whatever. It's it's the roll is like seven foot tall. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing it justice. I need to. Okay, I'll post it. What if thing. they just deconstructed it and made a whole bunch of poke bowls? That would probably be a better way, and then everyone would get a little taste of it. You have calmed my anxiety of how this is going to work out for the poor homeless people. <laughs> I just want everybody to get a cucumber and some salmon and some rice and the whole thing go around. If not, it's just not going to work out. All right. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. good things for you. good things for you. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.